Bienvenidos a Rockstar Violinist, Electric Violin Shop's podcast about the rockinest string players alive. I'm your host, Matt Bell. This episode features a dear friend of mine, Mr. Hayden Vitera. I'm so jealous. Hayden gets to live in the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas. We just spent a week together in Olathe, Kansas at Mark Woods Rock Orchestra Camp. Hayden is a longtime faculty member there, as well as being an incredibly high-demand violinist, guitar player, pianist, singer, songwriter, producer, teacher, and all-around rock star. Speaking of Mark Wood, this episode is brought to you by Wood Violins, the maker of the Viper Violins that have completely transformed so many music careers, including Hayden's and mine. We'll talk about them more later, but shoot over to woodviolins.com when you get a chance and learn as much as you can. So let's listen to a little more Hayden's tune, That's Just La Vida, from his Tequila Rock EP, and then we'll listen to my chat with Hayden Vitera, rock star violinist. So we are here at the Markwood Rock Orchestra Camp in Olathe, Kansas. Is that how we say it? Olathe? Olathe, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is just, this is so much fun, man. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. And you're still sweaty. You like just stepped off the stage after doing your faculty performance. Yeah, man. I always like to know if I don't lose at least a couple of pounds playing, I didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you killed it, man. Uh, Thanks. I guess give people an idea. What, what was your faculty performance tonight? What did you do? Um, it was uh, kind of a mix. I did. Uh, I started off with, uh, I wanted to represent sort of country music because that's kind of what I started my career in. Um, and so given I don't like most of the country music coming out of Nashville right now, except maybe Chris Stapleton, so I did Fire Away that he, that he put out. Um, and that was a cool, I think, different thing, different rhythm for the camp, you yeah. know. Um, a lot of Texans here, some people from Nashville and, and Kentucky, and, and right. so it hit with them too. Um, then the second song I did was, was one that I think is very timely still. Um, we released it last year in January. Uh, it's called Que Pasará. And that's uh, basically a song. Get pasada, sin mi raza. What would happen without my people? Just sort of a, a tribute to the Mexican American uh, population here in the states and everything that they contribute to the country. And and I just wanted to send that out to all the the, the families and stuff going through a rough time right now. Sure. You know, and we we'll just leave it at that. You sure. know. Yeah, um, yeah, and that was fun. Uh, then I did. I wanted to pay tribute to my friend Kenny Bosco, who sadly passed away um, in a tragic accident. Um, this year, very unexpectedly, of course, and he's the guy who is responsible for creating, building my seven-string Viper, um, my six-string Viper, um, and pretty much everybody's here's instrument for wood violins. He was the, the the main, you know, one of the main guys there at wood violins, and uh, so it's a huge loss personally and and professionally. Um, so I was trying to think of how to pay tribute to him, um, but I also wanted to. To do a little live looping, right? So I did. I just had the basic little, you know, flashback delay with the, and just the loop function, you know. So I, I didn't leave myself any room for error, right. you know. And I kind of worked that. Literally, like worked it out this afternoon. Um, one of the movies that I'd seen somewhat recently that really touched me. Um, speaking of Latin heritage and Mexican American heritage, um, my mom's from Mexico. Was uh, the movie Coco. Mm, and that beautiful that ballad, uh, Remember Me, yeah. that, I mean, I can't listen, I still can't listen to that lullaby version without, when the grandma starts singing towards the end or the little right. kid joins in, yeah. it's just like, God, just I wasn't chills. sure, I, I couldn't believe you made it through. I don't know how yeah. I did it, man, but I wanted to, I kind of wanted to do that song, but I wanted to do it more kind of like in a, in a dark way instead. I didn't want to do the happy version. And so I basically kind of, just kind of ripped off a chord progression from one of my favorite Dokken ballads, yeah. <laughs> Alone Again, because I was listening to it when I had that had a Remember Me in my head, had the thought that I wanted to do something different with it, uh, for my, also for my project Tequila Rock Revolution, which we can talk about, yeah, sure. um, which is mariachi and metal, right? And I wanted to do, like, I wanted to do that song, but it was, it's too happy in that version, the major key for right. the, the project that we're doing. And I was 
I was just messing around with a guitar and you know Dawkins one of my favorite bands from back in the day um, and that riff from Alone Again was just mm-hmm. I was just noodling around with it just for fun you know and I was like that Remember Me was in my head I'm like what if I just changed it to like a minor key and the melody to minor and kind of use these chords right so I didn't totally rip it off but that's what started the, yeah. the juices flowing and uh, like I said this was I was inspired to, to debut that performance here um, after seeing Joe Denon's own, the amazing, yeah. he did a Steve Vai thing last night. What was that piece called? The one that he did? I don't remember. The, where he uses like a pitch delay, like he, and he didn't even use. He just picked it it's like crazy. a guitar. I, it was the most, and he had never done it live before. And I like so if he can do that. I can do this. Sure. You know, I'm just playing chords. <laughs> but I played some chords, and I didn't tell anybody what the song was. I played the chords. Got it going, added an extra guitar loop on there. Then I picked up my Viper, started putting some string pads in and kind of built it through the deal. And uh, it, I could feel the energy in the room. Yeah. My friend Kenny was there, you know. So, um, yeah, it was it was a special, probably my favorite part of the performance. Yeah, you know? it was killer. And then I wanted to bring the band on. Mark Wood's incredible band. They, they play for everybody here. They they're just work to death. And uh, they're amazing, amazing musicians. So I figured we'd finish with a little uh, Carlos Santana the famous one he did with my knock called Corazón Espinado, and mm. we just kind of turned it into a dance party, you know? Yeah. After making everybody cry, then we yeah. made them dance. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's the whole point. Of that's music. what we do in Latino music, dude. Right? Just, you got to tug at those heartstrings. Yeah, man. You know, if it doesn't move you, what's the point? Right, right. Um, and then the other thing that people may not know is, like, the difficulty of doing all this stuff, the live looping and all that, and tr- doing something that's super emotional is also you've got all of the campers here they're right on top of you. Right. I mean, they're reaching for you and they're grabbing at strings and it's like yeah, they're, man. they're right in they're your all, grill. They're the super fans, yeah. you know? And I was trying to like, okay, remember the words and, you know. <laughs> in both languages. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. so you were born in Mexico. I was. And then was. Uh, moved to Texas. We moved to Texas to El Campo, Texas, down south of Houston at the age of one month. All right. Yeah. My dad was from Texas and my mom's from Mexico. Okay. So they decided they wanted to raise me here. Sure. So that, that's where I got my start. <laughs> and then obviously music growing up and you're a multi-instrumentalist, violin and guitar. And, you know, yeah. And- my mom was a big into opera. She's amazing voice, you know. And when she was young, she was thinking about going professional and all that stuff. Um, uh, but she decided to just focus on family and raising kids, me, my brother, my sister, and grew up there in El Campo, Texas. For some reason, I wanted the violin, like ever since I could talk pretty much. I, no one can explain it. I, don't, I didn't have anybody in my family played violin. My mom sang. My grandfather sang. Uh, she played guitar. Um, and my, I had a very musical family on my mom's side, but no violinist. So why that was in me? You know, and she didn't even plan on that when she named me Hayden, which is technically Hayden. That's how it's spelled, right. and that's what she wanted it to be. But growing up in El Campo, Texas, <laughs> you're lucky they even got Hayden. Right. You know, um, so it's almost like she predestined me to be a string player. Yeah, that's incredible. So it started with classical and classical piano, classical violin. Then I got the '80s rock fever and got my first electric guitar and. Then went to UT, did the played in the UT Symphony, which is my first orchestra I ever got to play with, because okay. in El Campo, right, cultural mecca that it is, sure. great town, but no orchestra right. at all. So that was a great experience. And then eventually, I decided to kind of mix the two, and and here we are, Mark yeah. Woods Camp. So um, you've got a lot of musical people in your family, songwriters. The, the mm-hmm. Que I was written by some guys in your family. Right, my my mom's brother, Rafael. Uh, and the primary writer is my brother David, who's an incredible writer. He also plays violin, guitar, piano. Um, he's uh, he's the king of like the Spanish Spanish lyric and ballad and stuff, and he's he's amazing. So they they wrote that song inspired by all the struggles of a you know Mexican immigrant and and uh, my my uncle who came here he went to UT as well when he was when he was young and he struggled a lot as well you know paying his way through college with. 10 jobs and stuff, you know. Um, so when, when I heard the song, like, we, we got to record this. So uh, the recording that we did, and we knew we had to make it sound epic, you know. So we brought in my friend Vanessa del Fierro from San Antonio. She has an all-female mariachi called Las Coronelas, and they, they joined us on that recording. So it's a really cool duet with rock background, cumbia beat, Latin percussion, and mariachis. 
string section and, and trumpets and the whole shebang. Yeah, and it's a killer video, too. Thank you. Yeah, we're real proud of the video. My, my buddy Gilbert Villasenor, um, uh, he works with uh, Savios Brothers Productions. Uh, Mickey Savios is a big supporter of us. And they, they shot it. Um, on, we did it all on the east side of Austin, which is traditionally real old Latino, old school Latino neighborhood. And right. now it's disappearing a lot because there's, as you know, Austin is exploding. Yeah. And I mean, every other day there's a new condo coming up and, and somebody's little taqueria is going away. You know, right. so we wanted to capture as much as we could. And in fact, that that empty lot where I did most of the singing is now a big, deep hole where they're going to build Oh. some more high rises you know so i'm glad we did it when we did yeah, you know sure. but we just wanted to celebrate the video takes on a different you know vibe than the, the lyrics of the song but we just wanted to celebrate we had we were really lucky to have uh, the famous uh, uh tejano music legend ruben ramos uh be a part of it he kind of introed the video and made appearances in it so that was a great honor for us because there's nothing more old school than ruben ramos and gato negro you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah yeah that was cool i'm real proud of that video and that song Buscando la promesa que no la puede dar Y ahora nos detienen y nos quieren regresar ¿Qué pasará? ¿Qué pasará? Si mañana no estuviéramos aquí Si mañana abandonamos el país Si mañana Dejamos de existir, ¿qué pasará? ¿Qué pasará sin mi raza? So I guess after college, you ended up landing a pretty high-profile job almost right away, right? Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't say right away. I, I went to UT from, let's see, oh my gosh, 92 till about 95, I was an accounting major. <laughs> At least I learned what I didn't need to be doing right. for the rest of my life. Um, when I left the accounting school, I went over to the music school for one semester and I wanted to do composition or whatever, but that, that just wasn't my vibe. That was that whole deal. And then I got the gig with this uh, regional country band that was doing showcases in Nashville. Started playing with them, got my first LR Bags pickup on my violin and, and went for it, you know. Um, then then uh, probably a couple of years later in 97, I, I got lucky enough to uh, land the gig with Rick Trevino, mm -hmm. who was from Austin and uh, at the time had, he was on his third number one hit at the time. So next thing you know, I'm 22 living the dream hopping on the tour bus all over the country playing you know from packed you know clubs and dance halls to country jam in in uh grand junction colorado forty thousand people uh what used to be fanfare now cma fest yep. at you know the racetrack there with 40 50 000 people right picture on the jumbotron and oh man it was awesome. It kind of scarred me for life because now I know what it tastes like. Right. But I want to get back there. But I want to be doing it my thing. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you're out with a sleep at the wheel? Yeah, I, I played with Rick pretty solid from, well, full-time from 97 to 2000. And then I kind of got the bug to start doing my stuff. And I was starting right, but I was doing country, right? Um, and also at the time is kind of when the, that whole Texas country red dirt scene was exploding. Mm. Um, and I hooked up with a bunch of people um, that were just getting going Kevin Fowler Corey Morrow yep. Pat Big Green Roger Crager I kind of jammed with all of them in one way or another I joined Corey's band for a while and that was kind of my transition out of Rick's band okay. um, where I started doing my own thing and everything and then uh, in 2003 uh, Sleep at the Wheel needed an extra player because their steel guitar player um, had come down with, with been diagnosed with lymphoma mm. And so he was out of the picture for a while. So my buddy Jason Roberts, thank him, the Grammy Award-winning longtime fiddle player for Asleep at the Wheel, yeah. now doing his own thing. Uh, he suggested that I come in and do it, and he sold Ray Benson on me. And I came in to do the twin fiddles while the steel player was gone. And once they brought the steel player back, Ray dug the sound of the twin fiddles. I mean, we had that thing, like, down. We had It was like we were orchestral in our Boeings, man. We always said, engage the mechanism, yeah. you know? As I was, we always had a real cool connection, me and Jason. So I ended up uh, touring with them for two and a half years, uh, did live at Billy Bob's DVD with them where I got to sing a couple of songs and nice. just got to be, it was so great to be the ambassador of 
Bob Wills and Texas and Western Swing all over the world, you know. Right. Those were my first experiences touring, like, you know, Europe and, and you know, outside of the U.S. So it was great. Yeah. So now you've got a couple of projects, right? You've got Viterra. Right, right. Um, yeah, I've got Viterra, which I started back with my brother. It was kind of like a duo thing um, back in 2007, um, kind of at the behest of, of Ray Benson, actually, when I was still playing with The Wheel. Uh, Los Lonely Boys was blowing yeah. up at the time. Yeah, right? I did a show with them down in uh, uh, Harlingen. Oh, okay. Right after they blew up. Right. It was like their coming home shows. Yeah. yeah. I remember I got to go to the to the 2005 Grammys with The Wheel because we were nominated for a, an instrumental, um, which technically I didn't play on, but I still got to go. So right. I, don't care. I still don't count it. I never say I'm Grammy nominated because I didn't play on it, but I have the medal. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, I got to go there and, and Los, Los Lonely Boys was playing. They were they playing Heaven, their big hit, you know. Yeah. So Ray was like, why don't you, that Spanish stuff you've been working on, I'd been toying around with it with my brother for a while, and he's like, work on some of that Spanish rock stuff. And so that's kind of what planted the seed of what became Viterra. Uh, once I left the wheel in 2005, I just wanted to go, I started doing rock, Spanish rock, and, and exploring that whole side, rock en español and all that. Um, yeah, and so that was Viterra. I still do projects with that. We've released a, an, a full-length album and also an EP most recently, uh, the Que Pasara is on. And uh, most recently, I'm, what I'm really, really excited about is uh, the Tequila Rock Revolution, um, which is a fusion of mariachi and metal, right? Um, it's basically like, you know, think Trans-Siberian Orchestra, but Mexican with mm-hmm. mariachis, right? Sure. We have some incredible players from San Antonio, the mariachis, and we got these awesome, like, metalhead, progressive metal rhythm section from Austin, guitar player. It's like a 10-piece band with electric violins, trumpets, vihuela, and we're doing all the old mariachi standards, but like, you know, metalizing them, you know? And then we're turning around and doing, also in the show, we're doing, um, like, we're doing Close My Eyes Forever from Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne and putting the trumpets in that. So taking the rock songs and putting the trumpet instrumentation, String mariachi strings, vihuela, um, mixing a little electronica in too, doing some Metallica, some Maiden. Devil went down to Georgia, yeah. like the adrenaline mob version, you know, but with mariachis. So it's it's cool. It's very exciting, and it's just like we've done two shows so far um, because, like I said, it's a big band. We've got Cassandra Sotos, but that Cassandra Sotos is, is in the band, of right. course. So she's in Nashville and touring the world, and she's been in like India and right. Italy doing things. So it's not like we can get together and play all the time. So right. we're picking our battles, and uh, eventually the goal is to kind of own that Halloween season, Dia de los Muertos and all yeah. that, you know, and then let then let Trans-Siberian take the Christmas right after there that, you, you know, so, but I'm really excited about that, and we have, currently we have a single on, uh, out on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff, uh, all digital platforms, uh, and it's called El Cascabel, which is an old, um, some mariachi standards, a showpiece, it's really cool, minor key, 6-8, it's, everybody gets it solo, and we just, I mean, it lends itself so well to you know, just double bass drum and oh man, right? Yeah, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, awesome. We're gonna listen to that. Cool. I can't wait for people to hear it. Yeah, I'd love to. You know, hear feedback, what they think, and it's gonna be awesome.
So that's by Tequila Rock Revolution. Like I said, it's out right now. And uh, that was born from when I first saw I, I saw a YouTube performance of Mariachi Vargas doing it. And it was like, dude, that would sound. It was so epic and so minor and so showy. I was like, that would be, it has a vihuela intro. I'm like, dude, put some chunky guitars and some double kick on that. Forget about it, right? That was probably 10 years ago when I first saw that and it's taken a while to evolve into it but that's sort of we we took basically the the Vargas arrangement and all the parts and everything and then we brought in um, some incredible players from Austin uh, Kevin Abenanti on drums um, Sam Marshall on bass uh, they play with a band called Collider in Austin, and uh, Kevin is the assistant engineer at 512 Studios where we do all our recording um, Brought them in, my buddy Dan Corona, who's just an ultimate, you know, metalhead, blues rock guitar player guy, and uh, kind of laid the bass there. We kind of, you never know how it's if it's really going to work because you can think about it. Right. I mean, is it going to really flow? Because you know, the and then wanting to bring the mariachi musicians in, mariachis, their ebb and flow and the tempo rushes and drags and that's part of the flow of the the music so it's like is we gonna be able to get this with when we're doing to a click right you know what i mean um so we laid down that foundation and when we first started you know it took it took a while to get the arrangement because we're like okay well how how metal do we want to go and mm -hmm. what should the what rhythm should how much double kick should we use in there and it just you know it took about half a day to start really getting but man once we got the the sort of basic tracks down even before we added the mariachi element just the sound of it was like oh yeah this is gonna be freaking glorious you know that's a good feeling too. oh man it was like yeah we're on to something here and then we brought in the mariachis and, and the good thing about them david ortiz um jesus guerra on trumpets uh they're incredible players from san antonio they played with everybody they just came in and and Slayed. Uh, and then Carlton Galvez, he's a vihuela player. Vihuela is sort of for the people who don't know. Uh, it's kind of like a ukulele-ish instrument, but it's sort of the, the main rhythmic force and almost like the snare drum of mariachi. It's a five-string guitar, tuned like a guitar, um, but starting from the A, right? Um, and the, I believe the three top strings are octave higher. Okay. So it's like almost kind of like a mix of like a Nashville tuned guitar, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's all about the percussive slap and everything. And this guy is just phenomenal. He's played and, and he's actually performed with Mariachi Vargas and Campanas America from San Antonio, which is a huge mariachi. So he came in, complete professional. He knew exactly how to adapt his style to what we were doing. Um, and then we threw in the, the strings and yeah, man. It's really exciting. And then at the same time, I was working on some EDM stuff with a group called Baseline Drift. Um, and my buddy Kay Kaylee Marks from that band, he uh, – it just hit me one day. I was like, what if we – like we're the – because there's a vihuela solo that comes in on the on the arrangement of the Maria, uh, Mariachi Vargas. And it's just vihuela by itself. Ching, 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 going off. So, well, what if we put some dubstep? beats under that thing and let's get crazy with it because why why not? Yeah, why not you know what i mean and uh man he added all these cool stuff in all these cool little bells and whistles you know that i don't even know what they're called right. man. you know just little buzzsaw kind of stuff those, but those the grooves that he put in there and then it it runs from that into a viper solo that i'm playing all distorted and then it goes back into the trumpets and it was just it's so cool man i'm I, i'm so excited for people to hear it and moreover to really start performing it regularly live we want the full production show. Yeah. We want. I'm not going to be happy till we have pyro in an arena. <laughs> pyro, baby. That's right. <laughs> and holograms, maybe. There you go. <laughs> Just don't stand on the pyro thing. Like oh, I know, man. God, that would be a bad deal. <laughs> 
may have figured out that we listened to El Cascabel a few minutes ago, but we ended up talking about it a little more after we played it. What you heard just now was Hayden's Viper solo on another tune of his called Poison and Wine. Now back to the interview. So here at the Markwood Rock Orchestra Camp, you've been teaching here for several years. I believe this is my fourth year here. Um, And I honestly, they asked me, you know, years before that to, if I wanted to come and I was just honestly kind of like, man, it sounds amazing, but you already have these incredible electric violinists who are going to teach about effects and teach about, you know, like being a professional musician and reading chord sheets and stuff. And so I was kind of just scared to do it. And I didn't really feel like I had a whole lot to, to offer, you know, um, I came in because, uh, there was one of the regular faculty that had a death in the family, uh, very unexpectedly and he couldn't make it. So they asked me to come in for the week and I was like, well, what am I going to, what can I offer them to, you know? And so I was just kind of brainstorming with, with Laura Kay, Mark's wife, um, and I, I started, I just happened to mention, because, you know, I've been in the country thing for a long time and doing a lot of sessions. I'm like, what about Nashville number system? You know, I know you know about this. You did a sure. great video on this. Um, she's like, what is that? I've never heard of that. I'm like, well, is this number system where this is this? And then she's like, yeah, come teach that, right? And then what I realized is, and I was so nervous teaching that first class, because here's, it's one thing, I've, I've been a member of the Electrify Your Strings program, an artist mentor for them, um, working with school orchestras and rehearsing and putting on rock shows with them through, through Mark's program. But to be in like an actual classroom and like teaching, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. But, you know, do something every day that scares you, right? It's yeah. the only way to grow. So once I started going, though, and I saw just kind of the light going, going, uh, going on in people's heads, you know, especially string players, a lot of times we don't, if I, I'm glad that I played piano and guitar because I had a concept of chords and harmony. Like I remember in the first class I did, I said, okay, so let's build a triad on the C. C major, triad. And they were like, what's a triad? Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I do have something to teach. Yeah. You know, Obviously, there was more advanced players who sure. clearly know all that. But sort of the younger players who are coming up, no concept of how what they're playing works over a chordal bass, you know, right. harmony and, and how it's all fits together. So in teaching that number system, one, I was learning a lot, but I, I think I really um, – I really help those kids kind of understand. And the way my mission here is making the world a better place, one fiddle player at a time. You know, if we can teach, if we can have people, which one person walk out of here that's not going to go on a gig and walk all over the vocal and play the wrong notes over the wrong chord with complete disregard for the song, then we accomplished our mission, you know? (laughs) Well, and what's exciting too is that all this material is available now, YouTube and podcasts and all this. There's stuff available to kids today that we didn't have. Oh and, man, you know, I'd be so much better. These kids are 15. <laughs> God, they've got yeah. access to everything. It took us till we were 20 something. Right. That's what we are now, right? Well, exactly. You know, like five years ago when we were 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. You know. But it, but it, I mean, just the internet has changed everything. Everything is complete, completely different world now. You know, for for better and for worse. Yeah, you know? there are there are parts that I'm glad that there weren't the internet around when we were doing some of that. stuff. But we'll just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook Live would have ruined it because <laughs> you never know when right. it's when somebody's doing it. You know, right? That's still dangerous for sure <laughs> so speaking of dangerous you uh you just got back from like a huge trip right yeah i, I was very very fortunate and honored to uh, be a part of uh the wrangler national patriot tour um back in gosh what was that uh, over memorial day um that was basically a 10-day stretch that kind of centered around memorial day um with a group called american 300 and we went to Uh, military bases in Turkey, Germany, and Romania. Um, I went along with uh, a great artist from Colorado named Austin Whalert. He invited me. He's a country country singer. And another great artist, very popular guy in Nashville, Lucas Hogue. Um, And they needed a fiddle player because their regular guy couldn't come or something happened. And so they invited me along, and I was like, without even asking, I was like, let's go, man, 10 days and get to see that. And, And really, I mean, to go support the troops and 
it was it was so cool. We just basically did acoustic shows everywhere, but we would go not only do our main concert at the at nighttime, but we would during the day go to the, like the MP station, play them a few songs. You know, like we di- we did a really cool thing. There's a video on the on the uh, uh, American 300 Facebook, or it's the Wrangler Wrangler Network, I believe. Um, where we played at the fire station, and of course, what did we play? The Fireman by George right. Strait, but right in front of a fire truck for the military firemen, you know? Perfect. Yeah. So it was very cool and uh, just kind of eye opening and, and so much gratitude from those soldiers that are there because some of those bases are tiny and, and they don't. They don't get the big USO shows with the famous people. They don't get any music maybe a couple of times a year. And so just to see that, you know, we start just bringing a fiddle, you know, kind of brings it home for everybody too. And we just took requests and just turned it into a big old party. It was, it was awesome. Great experience. And it was a great bunch of people that we went with too. We had a, a three-time Purple Heart recipient, um, retired, retired uh, Marine Corps Colonel John R. Bates, who's just, he's a superhero, basically. He's still, he's, I don't know how old he's, 70-something probably. He still jumps out of planes. Oh my goodness. He's still, yeah. And he, he was in Vietnam and, you know, all the, Look him up. Google him. It's, yeah. it's an amazing... They should make a movie about that, dude, you know? Uh, and then we had, uh, of course, the other two country artists, and then we had four uh, championship rodeo uh, oh. girls. Um, former Miss Rodeo Florida, Miss Rodeo USA, Miss Rodeo Arizona, um, and then a girl named Annie Bianco, who, who was, like, champion of... Uh, mounted shooting i didn't even know they did that like you're riding a horse yeah. full blast shooting targets that's awesome yeah and she's just she's awesome man and you can't get more texas than that dude i know and and jenna smink and trisha shields and Brittany thurman and Brittany truman and we just had the best time and what a great group of people and on a great mission you know right and it was a it was a hectic schedule like we didn't there was no sightseeing right. you know what i mean yeah, we went working. on a mission and we and it was great i i hope to do it again next year for sure yeah that'd be awesome so yeah good way that's you know that's one of those things as a musician you you're really lucky all those hours of practice and the times you spent doing you know the gigs that you really want to do and then something like that comes along and just kind of recharges your reminds you what you're here for sure. you know so what's coming next uh next let's see man so many irons in the fire and just trying to get them all happening you know um send money um (laughs) so tequila rock revolution we're working on booking shows for the fall um and releasing an ep uh doing a video uh, probably for el cascabel we also recorded a version of cancion del mariachi the famous song from desperado that antonio banderas movie Uh, we did that with an incredible uh, metal guitar player named gabriel guardian um who's if you haven't seen him look him up he shreds guitar and keys at the same time yo he's unbelievable um so we're lucky enough to have him on on that track um so that's that's uh, that's one of the deals there and then um for all the sons of anarchy fans out there uh as you know september 4th is the the new uh spinoff from that show called the mayans which is about the of course the latino biker gang um when I was watching the last, I'm a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy. So when I was watching that last season, I was working on stuff for my new EP at the time, and I was just inspired by by the Mayans, by that that particular gang. Like, I want to write a song like that. Like, what would like a biker rock song with Latin elements be? Mm. You know what I mean? With Viper and all that stuff. And so I wrote, ended up writing the song "Living for the Ride." Um, that's kind of just basically in a nutshell the story of this kid whose mom passes away when he's like five years old and his dad's a biker and he's raised by the biker gang and ends up when his dad gets killed he becomes the the head honcho or whatever and just that kind of whole journey but it's almost like we took like sort of the like a heavy Leonard Skinner kind of thing chord wise and sound wise with the guitars but then we put in gongas latin percussion and trumpets okay and bilingual lyrics so I'm really excited about it. We're gonna do a, we have a very cool concept for a, a video for that with the band, with Viterra, and we hope to release that in September sort of in conjunction and in celebration of that show, because I've been waiting for that show for like two years. <laughs> Roll out. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're gonna listen to that song now too. Right on, I hope, I hope you people dig it, man. It's, I'm excited about that too.
so you you've got another project. You've got a lot of projects. Yeah. Well, this this um, song I'm talking about is it's originally I, I played it for years and uh, we released it on on. Uh, my first album with Viterra. Um, and as far as I know, it's the only Latino rock violin instrumental. Right? It's called La Vibora, which means the viper, mm-hmm. right? I wrote it for my instrument for the viper. Um, it's a very Latin beat, but real heavy too. Um, I've been performing that for a long time, and shortly after I met Mark Wood, he got turned on to it, and he decided, man, Let's let's add. It was actually Bridget Bibbins who began performing it for her solo pieces in in uh, her concerts, her EYS concerts, and the kids were reacting really really well because uh, it's accessible melody. Wise, I can get too complicated with it, you know. Right. And they were like, "Wow, that's a cool piece." So Mark was like, "What is that? Who who did that?" She's like, "Oh, that my friend Hayden, you know." Cool. Well, let me see. And next thing you know, he. He asked me if he can add it to the program. So there's my hero of all heroes, Mark Wood, orchestrating my original piece to play for around the country with all these kids, That's middle killer. school and high school program. For, for those of you who don't know Electrify Your Strings, it's, it's Mark Wood's program he's had for, I think it's between 15 and 20 years. I'm not sure how long he's been doing it. But he basically uh, goes to middle schools and high schools and prepares a rock concert for the community with these kids there's no music stands there's choreography they're playing zeppelin they're playing ozzy they're playing stevie wonder they're playing hayden vatera they're playing hayden vatera dude and uh, so now for it to be a, a for me to i never thought i'd be playing in front of an orchestra right as a solo oh, that's so, total bucket but, list stuff. oh man i'm telling you it's, it's my mom's bucket list for sure <laughs> but she named me hiding she dreamed of me playing yeah. solo with an orchestra little didn't know it'd be like a you know 150 middle school high school kids playing my piece and rocking out you know and so that's just i love the way the music life can go you know it's cool um yeah so i'm really excited about that like i said that that that's been out for a while and uh it's actually it got licensed on the, the robert rodriguez um series called uh, from dust till dawn the series okay. um episode six i believe it's in there for a good 30 seconds nice well, yeah. everybody's got an assignment now yeah go it. watch it yeah for sure it's a fun scene too because it's in the in the uh, bar oh yeah you know what i mean <laughs> there's another bucket list <laughs> girl spinning on pole to my song in a robert rodriguez thing done <laughs> so now you gotta come up with some more items for the bucket list. So definitely that's knocking them sure. out left and right yep got time to reassess <laughs>
So talk about the instrument. I mean, how did you discover the Viper and, and how is it allowing you to do stuff that, that you couldn't do? Right, well, for sure, um, the first time I ever heard Mark Wood was like back in 91 when he released Voodoo Violence. Uh, my mom just saw the cassette at Walmart in El Campo and she's like, wow, that's a violin? That looks pretty cool. It was that his double neck, yep. you know? Um, which one was that, the, that the violator or the violent? Which one was that? I can't keep them straight. Anyway, I think it was the violin. It was a double neck one, one neck that he that did. was flat so you could play chords on it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, she saw that she brought it home, and I popped it in the cassette player, and I was like, dude, what? And then I'm reading the liner notes. There's no guitars on this? Like, wow, Yo. right? And it, I remember reading that. It's like, these are my custom instruments. I hope to someday make them for the general public. I'm like, oh, someday, you know? And then... You know, time goes on and playing country. I'm not even thinking about doing rock violin. And I ended up, once I started kind of amplifying my acoustic violin um, and doing wah and all this stuff, and I was getting tired of everybody looking at the two guitar players on stage when I'm trying to shred up there and thinking, like, they didn't even realize it's the violin, you know? I rediscovered Bark online with some photos from the NAM show, I think. This was like back in 2004, 2005. I'd never even heard of the NAMM show or didn't, hadn't think, thought about Mark Wood in a long time. And all of a sudden I'm looking, everybody's playing these Vipers. I'm like, he's making them now. Holy crap. Like, of course, I'm like 10 years late to the game or whatever. Um, so I contacted their office. I talked to Laura. I said, where can I go try these out? And at, at the time, I believe they didn't even have any dealers in Texas, you know. So – and they didn't have any demo instruments available where I could check them out. So they – Long story short, they connected with me with Asha Mivlana, right, who's, I believe, playing for Trans-Siberian Orchestra now, lead violinist, incredible player. Um, hooked up with her in, in California. She brought me her Viper, let me try it out for a day. When she, she had the day off or something, she let me play with that in the pedal board, and I was like, oh, i got to have one. Went to the NAMM show, met Mark Wood in 2006, ordered my first six-string Viper shortly after that, um, and it's been a freaking rocking rock and road ever since yeah. um i love it because i have the kind i play in the six and the seven most mostly the seven now i love the extended range of it um especially if we're playing with a rock band and metal and stuff you get down there in that low string and it's just yeah. it's heavier than the guitars you know i've got the frets on there too which when you add the distortion creates all those extra like percussive and squeals and right. stuff i mean and dude when I'm on stage, with ain't nobody looking at a guitar player. Yeah. Right? And so just the sound of it and what you can get out of it from beautiful orchestral sounds mm-hmm. to to shredding metal stuff to now like with – I love um, I love all the effects that Electro Harmonics puts, has been mm-hmm. putting out. The Mel 9, yeah. the Synth 9, which is my most recent favorite, okay. right? Uh, and the C9, like organ machine. Yep. So, I mean – you turn around, you make that violin that already looks cool. You make it sound like a B3, make it sound like a full orchestra or a choir yep. or a really cool Moog or 80s synth, and it's it's amazing. I love it. Add that to the looping, forget yep. about it. And, yeah, know? it's it's easily the most versatile instrument on the stage. For sure, for sure. And yeah, I mean, you can you can pluck it. You can use a pick if you want. Sure. The the sky's the limit with that thing. It's yeah. it's amazing. I, Every time I come to MW Rock, it's like, man, I got a lot I can be doing with that. It always sends yeah. me home to practice and, and try new things out. So. Yeah, I've got a whole list of, of voice memos on my phone. Now, right. Like, all these ideas that are popping in my head just from being around all these people. Yep. That's what I love about it, too. It's like because – like to go back to something we talked about earlier, you know, YouTube and online lessons and everything, they're easily accessible, and that's great. But there's nothing like coming together with people mm-hmm. in a room – and like I've been this this year, I've been teaching just kind of sort of intermediate improv stuff, and to watch these kids and people who have are maybe excellent violinists or cellists or violists have all the technique, but they've never improvised it, and they're so uncomfortable, you know. And all of a sudden, you give them just an opportunity in a safe environment with with supportive people who have, you know, a bunch of them haven't done it either. Right. And some of them are scared, but then they take to it like fish to water, you know. And there's nothing like that that personal connection of being in the same room with somebody and sure. connecting with that musically, you know. It's like even though there's, you know, streaming concerts now and all that stuff, which is it's rough not, on us live. Not the same. It's not the same as having that air move right in your face, right. you know. So, And I think that will always be around, 
you know? Man, there's just there's no way that a computer screen can replace right breathing the same air as somebody and just just soaking in their vibe. Right. Exactly. So yeah, man. Hey, it's been a fantastic discussion with you. Man, likewise. I'm, I'm a fan of yours, dude. I love all the stuff that you put out uh, for Electric Violin Shop. And I'm you, excited about your, your new series on YouTube. And yeah. All the stuff you're going to be doing. I'm, I'll be watching that for sure. I'm actually going to be uh, uh, working on my own YouTube channel as mm-hmm. well to kind of kind of piggy, piggyback off what I'm doing here and everything. Sure. And, and uh, I want to get out there. I just want to share my knowledge with people and make it happen yeah right well tell people so. where they can find you and your merch and your music and all yeah that. you can find me a couple of different places vitera rocks v-i-t-e-r-a-r-o-c-k-s dot com is my main website and that's uh that's sort of just i kind of turned it into general hayden vitera website more than just the band vitera it's got my stuff for all my projects that i'm doing um and then tequilarockrevolution.com. That's a new mariachi metal project. Um, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm, I'm Hayden Vitera, spelled like Hayden, H-A-Y-D-N, Vitera. Mm-hmm. Um, just search that. I, I know I have, to, I have different little handles for some stuff because right. some weren't available or whatever. But uh, if you put H-A-Y-D-N, V-I-T-E-R-A, you're going to find me, right? There is. It's funny, though, because on uh, – on iTunes, there's a guy from Brazil, like this kid or something. His name is Vitera with like an accent over the E. Okay. But I don't he's like a dance music dude or something, but he's got black hair and he's wearing shades and it kind of looks like it's me. Oh, and it's this like completely tiny, different like, yeah. stuff. And like, I've had friends ask me, that's your stuff? What are you doing? I'm like, no, that's not me, dude. <laughs> so Hayden Vitera, please, and you'll find me. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, man. Uh, it's been good times. We got some more business to go take care of tonight. Yes, we do. No Facebook awesome. Live, please. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks man. man. Yeah, that was awesome. Now, it turns out someone did go Facebook Live on us that night. I guess welcome to 2018. If you're clever, you might find a video of Hayden, Joe Denizon, and me in a karaoke bar. Uh, Chuck Bontrager, who's a future episode of Rockstar Violinist, just happened to have a couple violins in his car. Uh, we are not responsible for what happens at that time of night, though, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, so please subscribe and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying these podcasts. We will see you next month with another exciting rock star violinist. It's for real Let's stop drowning in the drama Time to let our spirits heal Hope will I see